0: Howdy, hobos. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy you found your way back or you've stumbled into camp for the first time. However you got here, I'm so happy you're here. My name is Mark. I'll be your camp host. Welcome to Hobo Safe Camp. Now, you're going to want to get yourself a nice big bowl of hobo stew. You're going to want to get yourself a chair and pull it over to the virtual campfire and sit down and put your listening ears on, because we are joined today by Nikki Garner. Now, Nikki and I go way back. She was on episode nine of the Virtual Campfire back in 2006, four years ago. It's been four years since I talked to her last. She's back on today kind of to talk about what she's been dealing with the last few years, what she's dealing with now, and it's just a great conversation, and I know you're going to love it. But before we get started, uh, a few things I want to run past you. Oh, be sure you follow her on, uh, be sure you follow Nikki on Instagram at uh, Delicate Tension. I'll Also follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. Follow uh, Hobo Safe Camp on Open Lines Radio at Hobo Safe Camp there. All that, all the social media business is out of the way. Now we can uh, focus on how we can strengthen this community. Now, you're gonna hear Nikki talk about how when we get through all this, we're gonna to need to come together as individuals rebuilding community. and, Or, or can, can, sustaining community in a new world is probably a more accurate description. And one way to do this is for you to add your voice to the, uh, collect, to the collective. Um, there are a billion podcasts out there. They're not you. Please add your voice to the world. Please, your voice is needed. We want to know what you're thinking. We want to know what you're going through. And it's such a good way to um, like speak. I know a lot of people are stuck in quarantine right now. And, and, and there's not a whole lot of people to talk to. And, and you might be getting kind of lonely. And you might be wondering if your voice even works. Well, this is the perfect way to assure yourself that your voice works. So this conversation that you're going to hear... I recorded it with a a, a software called Ringer, R-I-N-G-R. You go to ringer.com, you sign up, you can record conversations with anyone anywhere on the planet. They just need a computer or a phone. And then you go to Podbean, you upload it, bam, it's there. It's that easy. The easiest way to do that is to just go to uh, www.openlinesradio.com. There's links on the right side. Click the link in the bio of either... Hobo Safe Camp or Open Lines Radio, there's a link right there, easy to do, you have no excuse, I don't want to hear any excuses, you have none, I've given you the roadmap to adding your voice to the collective, and then what you have to do is send us a DM at Hobo Safe Camp or at Open Lines Radio, let us know where your podcast is so we can listen, I want to listen, I'm dying for some good, new, original, authentic content. Please let it be you. Please be you. All right. That's enough of that. That's enough of that, the business side of it. Let's get to it. Let's jump on in there. Let's let's listen to the wise words of uh, Nikki Garner, who you got to check out her tarot readings. You've got to book a tarot reading. you got to go to her Instagram page and see the work she's doing. It's awesome. She's awesome. So please do it. Um, so, But in the meantime, before you do all that, let, pick up that tin can telephone. You know the one, you know the one with all the, the bling on it. You put all those little blingy stickers to, to make it unique and individual. Put it up to your ear. You, know, you can see that cord stretching out into and through, through endless galaxies across the universe, connecting us together. Listen to it. Listen to the message of hope. Listen to this message of love. Nikki, ramble on.
1: I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all alone. I'm just a rambling hobo.
0: I ramble all
1: alone. Ain't got no one to love me, no place to call my
0: home. So I, I apologize if you can hear uh, the traffic behind me. It's uh, it's it's been warm in in Southern California, and uh, if I close the garage, I just it's too much.
1: Oh yeah, it's been scolder scoldering like literally, it's been so hot the, the past few days. It's been crazy.
0: Which is, it's good. It's good and bad, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, same. (laughs) I'm like, I feel both ways about it.
0: (laughs) It, It's been so long since we talked. It's been four years since we talked. I
1: know. I was just (laughs) saying that today when I was talking to my friend. I was like, dude, it's been like four years. I was like, this is going to be nuts.
0: (laughs) And it's and it went by, it doesn't seem like that long, but then also it kind of does.
1: Yeah, no, but I... I also feel like time is just, what is time, anyways, right? Like, what the fuck is time? I feel like time just passes us by.
0: I know, I know. And then when we have these these, po- I went I went back and listened to um, episode nine mm-hmm. of the virtual campfire, which was you, yeah, in July of twenty sixteen, <laughs> yeah. And uh, but and so I feel like I just kind of listened to it a little earlier today. So I feel I'm kind of I'm kind of in this weird space in between time where I was just in the conversation we had four years ago and now trying to figure out how to pick it up here. Because you were still, you weren't in California yet. You were still, it was right before you moved out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was, I was still in Birmingham. I was, yeah.
0: And I have to imagine um, a lot has changed or maybe not so much. How tell me about your journey.
1: Oh yeah. Let's, we'll, we'll get to that. Let me, I'm going to step outside really quick. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot has changed. I mean, you know, think about all the changes that can happen in just a day. (laughs) I mean like just a day for sure. Um, a lot has changed for sure. I, um, you know, of course, with everything going on right now, I, I'm i not employed, so I'm, I'm starting to really focus more on my tarot business, which is nice. Like, it, it's been a nice uh, progression and build with that in my world. I feel like I, as soon as I moved out here and I really started working on that and focusing on that, um, it opened up for me in ways that it couldn't have with where I was. Um. I also just feel like a lot of me has changed since coming here um, in ways that I'm very grateful for.
0: That's good. That's cool. Because sometimes, sometimes uh, making a move across the country or to another place is uh, turns out to not be so great. But I think usually it is. Usually it's a good change.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, too, it's like – how can I describe this? Um, it's not that I – I would never use the word hate for the place that I grew up in or the place that I came from, but it's just, I feel like sometimes like the soul just knows where it wants to go, even when it doesn't know where it wants to go. Like maybe you don't consciously, right. But there's a part of you that just knows there's something more. If you just allow yourself to step outside of what it is you've known. And I think that's incredibly difficult to do. Um, Especially because oftentimes we don't know how challenged we're going to be in that growth process, and it's really weird. Right, right. <laughs> it's really weird doing it and then facing the challenges and kind of stepping back and being like, you know, damn, <laughs> just like damn, I didn't know it was going to be so um, thrilling and exhausting yeah, all yeah. at the same time. <clears throat>
0: Excuse me, because I, I, I have I kind of under the same thing. I, I moved pretty big move to another state maybe it's about 10 years ago but we continue to move within the state as we've been here and I just feel like it's so easy to um maybe get complacent and and stop growth when you settle down in a place and it's and I don't know if it's cheating I don't know if moving continuing to move and and continuing to force yourself to physically start over is kind of cheating on the on the with growth because you're forcing yourself to it's probably a harder process to to continue to challenge yourself as you get comfortable in a place
1: you know i there's like parts of me that agree with that but then there's the other parts of me maybe it's just the fact that i i what i have like four placements in sagittarius in my astrology chart so for sagittarius people like movement is necessary in our lives like we constantly have to reinvent ourselves in different ways um, for our soul's growth and i feel like you know, there's something about moving, and there's something about starting over, in my opinion, that actually leads to a lot of growth. Um, I think it it allows you to challenge yourself. It can, depending on if you're alone or with somebody else, it can challenge the relationship. Um, it can introduce new variables into what you have to deal with, and and who you are, and who you're becoming, and you know, who are you going to be in the face of certain changes or challenges that are presented to you? So I feel like, I don't know, I feel like movement and growth go hand in hand and that they're, they're great. Yeah, I, I think that they are needed. Not that I, now I do love stability and I do love those moments of, we'll use the word complacency. Um, but at the same time, I feel like I don't know i don't know what it is about us as human beings i feel like complacent is a hard thing for us to enjoy
0: yeah yeah it gets boring (laughs) you know
1: yeah yeah
0: i get bored easy i get bored easy three years in one place and i'm ready to i'm ready to move on to a new place just and, and like i said like maybe that's maybe Maybe I what would be more challenging for me would be to stay in one place and continue. I don't know, I just can't. Like, I can't even keep an Instagram handle, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, too, I mean, maybe also, like, for you, you know, maybe it's this thing of evolution, right? Like, maybe you're here to just evolve in so many different ways and take on different shapes and forms. Maybe it's almost like the shapeshifter shifter mentality that you have you just kind of maybe you move with energy you know maybe you pick up on certain things or you feel certain energy and you just you change with it you you kind of go with the flow of nature or what nature presents to you maybe maybe that's what it is for you
0: yeah and it's, which
1: i think is good i think it's good
0: it's probably different for everybody so i guess that that's just me judging my journey against other people's journeys it yeah. works for me
1: yeah. But too it's like you know how has your journey been? Like how how have you been since since we talked last? What's
0: Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well listening back to that conversation that we had, I can I was in a very different place back then and my mm-hmm. ego was in a very different place back then. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I I I would say that I I shed a lot of that ego that who that person was. I, you know, I was just coming into tarot and, and this spiritual awakening and, and just feeling like I had so much wisdom to share, you know, <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. here, here, four years later, I feel like, um, like, like I'm just, I, I wanted to talk to you because I wanted, I didn't feel like I have wisdom to share. I feel like I'm still, I'm taking on, I'm, ta- I feel like a student again. I feel like I'm, I'm relearning. I feel like some time has passed and. And I, I kind of feel just kind of like moldable clay instead of the artist looking to mold clay, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, that's perfect, though. Um, it, it makes me think of this, this wonderful gentleman who um, would come into the metaphysical store that I, that I work in, um, and he would always talk about the uncarved block and how the uncarved block is the most beautiful thing because it has unlimited potential, right? Like it, it just is. And, and I really always loved him talking about that because you know, I understand the way that you're feeling and I understand where you're at because it is hard. I feel like when it comes to awakening to anything, um, consciously, like just coming into consciousness and coming into awareness and and discovery, It's, it's really difficult because I think it comes with the high, like, like just like anything else in life, like whether it's drugs, sex, um, whatever experiences bring us those endorphins, I feel like with spirituality, there's that super intense high that comes when you, when you first start opening your eyes and, and you really do feel like a child again, because, because you're, you're discovering so many things that you never, knew or even thought of or felt. And then I think there comes the reality. It's almost like growing up. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like you move, you move from childhood into preteen adolescence and then you go into adulthood and, and shit gets very real and you kind of become this, I don't want to say jaded entity, but I feel like that does happen in spirituality. I think, I think that we do, I think a lot of that is like the whole dark night of the soul process. It's, it's us going through the challenges where our faith is tested, just like the hero's journey, you know, um, we get tested and, and we struggle and we fail sometimes and we fall down and, you know, we just succumb to the nature of almost death. Like, I, I feel like that's what it's, all, it's like, it's, it's like you go through this weird experience of just dying to be reborn again all the time in life. And I feel like a lot of that is due to the experiences that we face and, and kind of rediscovering how we cope with what is happening in our reality, especially as, you know, spiritual beings. I feel like it's really hard to cope sometimes. Um, especially right now. I mean, that's, that's something interesting too about what's going on right now is, is right now is this thing that, you know, at least in my lifetime, I I feel like for many people too that are alive, like we've never experienced anything like this. And, and I feel like that's, that's even bringing up a lot of challenges in the, in the realm of um, whether it's hope, faith, trust, uh, being challenged in, in the 3d aspect of things, you know, like food necessities, (laughs) um, running electricity, money, job, um, And I think it's really interesting to see how people are coping with that because it it varies, you know, it varies from person to person, but it's really interesting to see for me personally, I feel like this is an opportunity for us to get back in touch with who we really are. And sometimes that's not very pretty. And I do think a lot of people are struggling with that, you know, whether it's in quarantine or, or having to stay at home or not being able to do the things that, they're used to doing, I feel like it's really challenging for a lot of people out there because at the end of the day, they have to focus on themselves and they have to focus on their immediate environment, which maybe hasn't been tended to in a while. So I just think it's a very interesting time for, for there to actually be quite a few awakenings within the masses. And and I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for that.
0: Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of, there, there are some, there are some different realities happening um, right now that I've been noticing, mm-hmm. and there are the people who are, are home in quarant, who are home working from home in quarantine, mm-hmm. who um, are, are realizing that when this thing is over, they really don't need to go back to the office. They've, they've proven that they can do their job probably better from home. Right. And that was an option that was never given to them before. And now that it was an option, it's going to be really hard to go back into a cubicle when you've been doing your job from your pajamas and home for several months.
1: Well, what I I find, (coughs) sorry to interrupt. What what I, what, what I find super interesting about what you just said is I was literally having this conversation last night because I was reading articles where there's actually a lot of companies that are talking about how they might change up, you know, the way that they do things in terms of, you know, now that we know we have people who we can trust to work from home, that it works, it's a manageable thing. They may not go back to the way things were as a company, which I think is great. Like, I I think it's, it's, it's an opportunity for us to really just shift a lot of things.
0: It's, it's, it's also, it's a way to down downsize in um, real estate while not downsizing in um, employees.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, that also gives people the freedom to create more of a, an honest and, and reasonable balance between like work and home life. Because I think that was a big issue for a long time too, was the fact that, you know, people were sitting there having to literally, you know, crank out so much stuff at work, whether it's nine to five, nine to seven, nine to nine. Um, and I feel like now at least, with their ability to be home, they can connect more with the people that matter to them instead of having to sacrifice that.
0: Right. Cause you you see the people at work more than you see your own family generally. Yeah. And and not anymore.
1: Yeah. Not anymore. And and I think that's a good thing. Like I think, I I think the things, like I said, I'm hopeful. (laughs) I feel like we've got, you know, I've, I've definitely looked at, certain things astrologically for the remainder of the year. And I do think we still have some challenges with this for sure. Um But at the same time, I think it's, it's like with anything else in life, like when you're totally readjusting the um module <laughs> for living, it's, it's going to take some time. And I, yeah. and I think that that is what we're looking at. Yeah. Um
0: Yeah. And well, and then we've got this other group of people, which I think you might be part of, which are the people that just lost their jobs and are just home. Yeah. They're not working from home. They're they're just sorry, closing their doors, go home. And um, I don't know how you're coping with it, um, <laughs> because it seemed like for a a, a couple of weeks there it was kind of this big party, and and uh, now it seems like people are ready to to uh, like risk the virus just to go out of their, leave their homes.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, that's the part where I get really, when it comes to to the risk, right? I, with, with all the information that I've tried to keep up on while maintaining my sanity, because I do feel like there's certain things out there that are just, you know, I don't, I don't like sensationalism. I don't like, when people project something in such a way that it creates this like massive amount of fear, but I do think there's, there's realities with what's going on. And then there's kind of this thing of like, you know, I was listening to two doctors discuss, um, how us being at home could really harm us in certain ways, because if we're staying at home and we're not being exposed to the outside world, then, then what, immunity or what strength can we give our body to really fight this off, especially when it comes to the second wave that we're going to have. I mean, it's, it's, it's eventual, it's going to happen. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I want people to be safe. I want people to be mindful because I think maybe that's the other thing that's happening right now is it's about creating mindfulness. You know, what do we ingest? Uh, how are people being treated? who are the people that we're not seeing and we're not looking at who, who do need to be honored and respected more as workers, as individuals. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's such a, it's part of me, like can't even wrap my head around it. Obviously right now, I'm even having a hard time trying to like articulate the experience. Cause I think it's still unfolding, but, but in terms of the work thing, and I mean, personally, how I'm coping with it is, you know, I miss my job terribly. Like, I, I miss interacting with people. I miss having close contact with individuals and being able to help and assist them in things that, you know, are considered, quote unquote, non-essential. Um, but right. to me, they're essential, right? Um, so it's like I miss that. But at the same time... I just, I don't know. I feel like when we all slowly, gradually come out of this kind of like earth, earthworms coming out of the soil to like collect fresh rain and like be in the water. Um, I I feel like it's going to be better. I hope it's better. I hope people use the time to like make it better. (laughs) That's, that's my hope, you know, and fear. I just don't, I don't, um, I don't want this to turn into a thing that can go bad
0: right and and, you know and there's this there's this third group that are the quote-unquote essential workers and 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 you see a lot of things where like the essential workers are the heroes but most of them aren't out doing working their jobs because they're they want to serve humanity most of them just their, their employees will not shut down and if they if they choose to go home and, and not you know and self quarantine they lose their job and they lose benefits and that kind of thing and 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 so there's there's this there's this world where you're out there in the in it and that's where i think you become really mindful and, and and i'm on the fence i don't know i don't know if it's real i don't know if it's a conspiracy i don't know what but i know when i'm out in the world and i'm like at a store and i see someone not wearing a mask i'm like My man who do you think you are like play the game with us like we're out here all day every day and you're just gonna you know come strolling out one day and i don't know i just i don't know what to think about i don't know i don't know how how to feel because i because part of me believes it and part of me doesn't and part of me is like you it's like this is just something that we have to build antibodies for you know this is something that we have to it's all, like like I don't know. Like my, when it first came out, I was thinking it was kind of just like it's like chicken pox. So you just have to get it, and get over it. But I don't I don't know if that's real or not. You know, I don't I don't want to yeah. be too, you know, flippant about it because. You know, just because I haven't met anybody that's that's gone through it, you know.
1: Right. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, I have. You know, I had a scare within my family where um, my stepdad's sister and her husband, they were quarantined for two weeks and waiting for their test results because he was really sick and he was showing symptoms and all of that. Thank, thank God they tested negative um, because they have like a, their 93-year-old mother that lives with them and that wouldn't have been good for her if she would have gotten sick. Um, but then he, I really am right there with you in in terms of like not not really knowing what the truth is. And I feel like I try really hard. It's not like this all the time, but I really do try to keep my mind open to the concept that anything is possible. Just like with religion, with the nature of the universe, with with anything. Anything is absolutely possible at all times simply because we will it to be so. As human beings, we're we're everything that we think every thought that comes into our minds is a possibility. Um, it doesn't make it an actuality, but it exists. It's, it's infinite and it's potential. Um, and with this, I'm on, I'm literally on the same page as you are in terms of going, you know, man, like, could I see it being a conspiracy? Absolutely. I really could. And, and not just to be one of those people who wants to think that everybody's out to get me, but for the sake of going, you know, when we look at the reality of human nature it's not far-fetched to think that people would be right. capable of right. doing something like this it's not it's not um and we see that in terms of like what happens when people come into power like it can go one or two ways <laughs> they're either going to be great or they're going to be power hungry and they're going to want to control and manipulate that's that is kind of like the natural you know, split in the road that always exists with anything. Um, But can I also see the fact that it is a real thing and that people are being affected by it and they are getting sick? Yeah. And like, does that concern me too? Absolutely. Because we don't, because of the fact that with, with experience comes everything. Like we can't as individuals, we can't be in a lab to understand what this is and what it looks like. We have people telling us what it looks like. We have people telling us what it is, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes it takes the experience to really understand something. And that's, that's where I get fearful because I just don't know. Like, I I don't know. I I believe that there's a virus. I believe it's, it's real and that it's, it's, it's taking lives. But at the same time, I'm just like, but what is it really?
0: Right. It's almost like a, Like to go like like the Red Scare of the like the '50s and '60s where, where you had this you had communism that was this enemy where you had people like completely freaked out and building bomb shelters and 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 doing drills in schools where they were getting under their desks, and and now the world is thanks to social media you can kind of debunk, um, either I mean. This, it's hard to put any like we we realize that the gov- there are governments that are enemies of other governments but like we're in we're in contact now with the people where we see the people aren't necessarily bad you know or or, or bad you know they're just people we're people and so now they have to take this the, you know they're they're calling it the invisible enemy you know <laughs> and yeah. so so that's what the part that, it's that kind of talk and that kind of rhetoric that makes me and we're at war with this invisible enemy and it's and it just makes me think like all right well what are you what are you doing here like what is this the smoke screen for what what are you trying to control us into doing and 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 then there's the other part of me that's like yeah but like people are dying you know (laughs) so uh it's it's a weird time it's a weird time yeah
1: it is and then there's that other that other you know thing that i think makes me me a little fearful is you know and I like, part of me hates that I'm even bringing this up and saying this, but like how many doctors out there are being pressured to write that the cause of death was COVID on their patient's certificates? Like, is there pressure there? Is And, and that's, I don't know, man, like it's, like I said, I think it's real. I, I have someone in my life, you know, my mom, who is like my heart and soul, uh, her immune system is totally shut down so like of course when this started happening my immediate thing was like calling her and and crying and you know begging her not to go outside and making sure that they're taking all the proper precautions because it did scare me like the concept of losing somebody who is literally in my mind like my last lifeline like she's all I've got left in terms of family um that struck so much fear in me like just the fact that this thing existed and I mean she could she could die tomorrow. Yeah. She could die in her sleep realistically. But for some reason, this thing created this monster inside of me where I became immediately fearful and so scared. And, you know, I'm not saying that as each day passes, it's easing up a little bit where I'm not as fearful, but it's just the same thing as you. Like, I, I don't know anybody directly who has this. I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't. I haven't seen it face to face, so I can't call it by its name.
0: I heard yesterday, um, this was on an AM news radio station out of LA. So it wasn't any like weird conspiracy website or news source. And and what they were saying was some, it was some crazy number too. Like 90% of deaths have had underlying health factors or health issues. Right. And it just, and I, and I heard that and I said, that's just like if somebody gets stoned and trips and falls off a balcony and they call it a cannabis related death type of thing, you know, or they're, it's just, it's, we're, we're not getting accurate counts and that's the part of, we never, we never had anything honestly. So of course everybody is skeptical of everything.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the other interesting part about things that are happening right now too, is the fact that it's, I mean, You know, with with all the shifts and all the changes happening, I mean, I I do find it interesting because now, I mean, we already use the internet enough, but now it's like, it is our main source. You know what I mean? Like, it's our main source to communicate. It's our main source to relate and connect with others. It's our main source for information. Um, And I see that as a positive and a negative because there's a lot of misinformation out there. Like, it, it, it exists. And... It's so funny because, well, it's not even funny, but there were parts of when this started happening, I kept thinking about, like, X-Files episodes. I'm just sitting here and I'm like, I feel like I'm trapped in an X-Files episode right now that's just not ending. <laughs> um, It almost reminds me, it I think it was the X-Files. Way. Yeah, I almost, it almost felt like uh, the X-Files episode that I think they had cops where it was, like, cops and X-Files merged. But it was about this invisible thing that was threatening this community of people, but it would only turn into what you feared the most. So each case was different and it was varying and it feels very much so like that right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of power that we can have in sharing information. I just, I want us to do it wisely and I want us to, that, that's the thing I'm hopeful for, like asking questions. This is the age of asking questions to me. And I feel like it's becoming more prevalent with everything. Everyone's asking questions and everybody wants answers, which is great.
0: It's just, you just can't trust any of the answers. That's the problem.
1: (laughs) It's like whatever
0: anybody says, whether it was the truth or not, it's like, how do you know?
1: And then I'm sitting here going, you know, man, after this passes, whether it takes three months to six months to a year, whatever, when we're like fully on top of it, I'm just like, okay, how many like found footage... COVID tapes documentaries that are gonna be or like what what is it that we're gonna have that's put out there to explain what what this was I mean this feels paranormal in nature sometimes like it's just it feels so bizarre that this is even happening
0: yeah it's just a complete shift of of, of, a, of worldview you know especially in America where you know we do what we want you know mm-hmm
1: Absolutely. And, and I, I understand, you know, just like, as you know, being here in California, we had a lot of people protesting because they wanted to go surf. You know what I mean? Like they, they wanted their, their, their their right to still being, be able to enjoy what the earth has to offer. And I, I don't knock that. Like, absolutely. I feel like everybody should still be able to enjoy the basic fundamental freedom of being outside just do it wisely, at least for now, at least until we understand what's going on, you know?
0: Well, that's the problem. That's why they have to have all these rules and regulations because you just can't count on people to do it wisely.
1: <laughs> that is very true. That is that is very, very true. Absolutely.
0: Let's uh, um, let's, let's shift,
1: shift. gears. <laughs> Something gears. Um, we, we were
0: talking about four years ago was dreams mm-hmm. and how how. And, and dreams right. were really prevalent in your life. And a lot of these things, a lot of things were manifesting in real life that were happening in your dreams. Mm-hmm. And we've had, we've had a few um, DMS back and forth here recently. And it seems like dreams are still, are, are still a big part of um, your like, a consciousness, maybe like, d- d- are you? Yeah. So, so I, I'm. I'm people who are in quarantine, and I'm hearing that a lot of people are having these weird, weird dreams. Now, the people that've been inside for a month, and, and their dreams are weird. And even, even if I've been having these crazy dreams of being stuck in buildings, even though I'm I, I'm out in the world most of the time. <laughs> I'm still having these dreams of being trapped. How have your dreams over these past over this past month? changed and, and how, and how do they, um, like, how do they factor into your, your day-to-day life now?
1: That's a really, I'm, just, I'm very glad you brought up that question because that was something that plagued me for a little while. When I first moved here, I stopped dreaming and, and it's not, let me, let me rephrase that. It's not that I stopped dreaming, but it was like the strength of what my dreams used to be like the how real they felt um prophetic is a really heavy word to use but when they would predict certain events um whether in my personal life or on a larger scale they kind of diminished when I came here and I didn't know why and I was very I actually was sad um because dream work has been a really big part of my life I mean, honestly, I, I feel like for most of my life, and maybe I never realized it, but I feel like it became way more prominent after um my biological father's passing. And I think it's because I was I was really learning to connect with everything in that way. Like knowing that that in my dream world, in my dream state, I could go anywhere, I could see anything, I could communicate in any way that I wanted to, I could understand things on a deeper level. And I feel like since doing this or since dealing with this, it, has it definitely strengthened my, my dream state or my dream world. And I think it might be because, you know, maybe that's the way I communicate with people. Maybe it's, it's how I understand things on a better level within myself. I, I think dream work is very interesting in that way. Um, it can show you a lot about your own fears that you're processing or your own stress that your body's trying to physically process and it'll show up in your dreams. Um, but it can also take you to some really weird places (laughs) and it can also show you some pretty weird stuff, things that you, that you don't like, it's not, you're not looking for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And so I feel like recently my dreams have kind of gotten back in touch with that space of really connecting, which I like. And I don't know if it's because like the the noise or the white noise of, of my day to day life is now diminished and dissipated. And that's made me more of like a clear conduit or channel to understand what's happening.
0: Well, maybe, maybe, maybe the change of moving was, um, you know, you just had enough shit going on in your day-to-day life that, you, you know, you're already coping with change. And then, uh, but, but now, now there's not a whole lot of change happening, you know, now it's time to maybe like go back into your head and examine those dreams.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, dreams are one of those things where it's almost like I love how tangible and not tangible they are Yeah, (laughs) because there are those dreams where we really feel like we're there we can touch it we can smell we can taste we can like visualize what's what's actually right in front of us and then there's other times where it escapes us three seconds after we wake up And we're just like, what the hell just happened? But the feeling stays with you, right? The the feeling always stays with you.
0: I keep having these dreams that um, I get the tells that I'm in the dream. You know, like I'll, I'll be trying to write something, and I just can't get the words to write. And I'll wake up the next day and go, that should have triggered that I was in a dream. That I could have gone lucid. You know, and I just haven't been able. To, I keep ha- I keep. I keep waking up and and recognizing the signs after I'm awake that. I should have been able to realize I was dreaming in the time I can't quite get there in the, in the dream moment.
1: I just think, I think that just means you're getting closer to doing it because, <laughs> because for me, well, I feel like for me, it felt very, um, for a while it felt very much. So like when Charlie Brown would go to run and kick the football, right? Like, I feel like I'd be like right there and it just wouldn't happen. And I would wake up and I'd be like, okay, like, let's let's try this again like let's do this one more time let's let's get there and then when it started accidentally happening I was just like well screw it maybe I just need to like let go and whenever it happens it just happens
0: yeah and then
1: it started happening more that way um I feel like that what I'm like what dream did I have recently that that happened I feel like it was last night even though now I can't you can't consciously fully like put all the pieces together of the dream that I had last night. But last night was one of my dreams that felt very future vision oriented, um, where I was interacting with it and I understood that I was in the dream and I, and I knew that what I was seeing was going to take place at a different point in time. But then I wake up and it just disappears. And I think sometimes that's for good reason for those people out there that do dream work. You know, I think sometimes when, When you lose it, there's a good reason that you lose it because maybe the, maybe just the emotions and the feeling, I feel like that's what deja vu is like 70% of the time. I feel like deja vu is the fact that you did dream it and a feeling from that dream embedded itself into your subconscious memory or into your physical body. And then you experience it and it releases the feeling and you're just like, whoa, I know I've experienced this before and it's because you have. Yeah. Um, I also have other super weird theories about deja vu, but I'm like, sometimes I'm like the things that I want to talk about. I just know it could get us into um, that, that endless rabbit hole, which is fine. I mean, this is a rabbit hole, right? It's meant to be a rabbit hole.
0: Yeah. There's there's no, there's no rules. I've always kind of thought of deja vu as um, like dimensions crossing each other. At that moment.
1: Same. That is something that I became way more aware of. And it does tie in, in my opinion as well, to the dream world. Like there were moments where I started realizing that some of the stuff that I was seeing, I felt like it literally was me viewing myself in a separate timeline or in a separate dimension that exists somewhere out there. And it's why the feelings were so strong or it's why you know, maybe certain elements in the dream lined up in a similar way in the real world, which was the deja vu aspect, but then they diverged at a certain point. And I feel like it diverges at the the point of the choice of like the free will of the individual. And that's how we start splitting off into these really weird
0: timelines. Um, I, I feel like there's a, there, there's a dimension out there where, um, we hadn't really lost contact. Um, I think you changed your Instagram name right at the same time, or you started a new account right at the same time I mm-hmm. changed an Instagram name. And I don't know what happened for a couple How of years. Funny. We were, <laughs> I didn't, I, I, your old account is still there, uh, uh, like just hanging there, like a yeah memorial to a time past. <laughs> and,
1: it, I, I like that is the best way to put it because I, well, I feel like too that happened um, shortly after my grandmother's passing I just kind of I think that's just something that happens to me I I feel like when it comes to like mourning it's such a weird mourning like grief is a monster I, I always say that to people and not in a way to scare them but I'm like dude grief is its own entity it's why I like that is even though it's a really strange movie in the way it depicts it but like the babadook like i love that movie because it portrays grief as a monster and the fact is is that the monster is very real and and grief is not always linear right sometimes you ignore it for months or years or weeks or whatever and then it comes to the surface and it it takes you down and i feel like in that moment in my life i do i do feel like i was grieving not only like a loss of in that context but I feel like I was just grieving loss in general. And it really made me want to disconnect. And like, I don't want to say figure out like who the fuck I am, because I don't, I don't think that question is ever going to be answered. (laughs) Um, I think, I think, I think that as humans, like for us to right, like, I think that that's, that's the thing too. And here I'm going to split off on someone else weird for two seconds. But, but I feel like when we do that, like, if I'm like, oh, I am this, like it just prevents me from changing or it prevents me from being allowed to change. And I think that's the other weird part with Instagram maybe is like, I don't know, like I'm still that person, like that girl on that Instagram, I'm still her. I still absolutely love nature. I still absolutely love being outside. I've been prevented from being that person because due to transportation issues and stuff, I don't have the freedoms that I used to have, but I'm still her. You know what I mean? But I, but I just felt like there was a part of me that I don't want to say broke off from her. I, I don't even know how to describe it. I just feel like I went through this weird transformation where I wanted to grieve appropriately and not be connected to social media, not be connected to people in general um other than the face-to-face context of having right. a conversation and, and sharing emotion like i feel like that's what i needed in my life
0: i get that i get that but i also feel that there's a dimension yeah. out there where we didn't lose contact and we're still <laughs> right. meeting right. right here at the same time <laughs> to record the same right. conversation and that the two dimensions are intersecting at the moment and i'm not having deja vu but uh i should be <laughs>
1: Well, it's funny, too, because I don't think I ever shared this with you. Maybe I did. I don't I don't know if I did. Maybe it's forgotten somewhere out there in the ether. But I remember um, after my biological father's passing, you know, I got I phew, fully flogged myself into the world of like all things weird and paranormal. I was already that person, but it's just like I, I focused on it. Hardcore. Um, And I remember having this reading with this really lovely woman and She was talking to me a lot about what my future looked like and some of it didn't make sense to me at the time Of course, that's the whole point of like if somebody is looking into your future. Sometimes you can't even process or digest What it is that they're seeing because you don't think it is a possibility because you don't even understand Mm -hmm. the variables it takes to get there but I remember her telling me that I was going to meet someone who was going to be very interesting and important because in certain ways we were going to be guides for each other. And I was like, Oh, okay, that's cool. And she was like, yeah, his name's Mark. And I remember when I, when I met you, I found it funny because I was just like, Oh, interesting. It's somebody who like shares this similar open dialogue of, philosophy and like community like, like just talking about whatever you know like it, it's it, it's it was just very interesting because she even i think she even mentioned that you would have kids or something like that i don't know it was just very strange and there would be like an age difference and she was like but you guys are going to be very interesting guides for each other she was hmm. like you know you never, like, and- you
0: never have told me that
1: yeah. And it was well, I think it's because it was one of those things where when I met you, I was like, this is really fucking weird. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I always I try. Because people get freaked. I mean, I'm not saying you would have been freaked out. But I feel like in, in a normal context, when you're talking to somebody, and, and if you were to look at them and go, Oh, hey, by the way, um, I had a prophetic dream where, you know, in 10 years from now, you and I are going to be doing X, Y, and Z, like, they would just <laughs> look at you like you have fucking lost your mind. Or like lost your marbles, and that's okay. Like that's uh, that's the thing. Um, I think that's where, where discernment comes in with talking about stuff. But yeah, I, I I think that's why I found it interesting with what you were talking about earlier in, in this conversation of just saying that you know you were feeling like you were in a place of of being more malleable, yeah, and not having wisdom to share. And I don't think that like I think you have wisdom to share. I think you have tons of wisdom to share um I do like I I, I'm, I'm sure you're in a very like interesting part of your life or like trying to do what we're all doing and like figuring it out day by day but I you've always had wisdom to share I think you're getting back in touch with being someone who shares wisdom I think maybe you had to like go into the cocoon for a bit for whatever reason but like I think you're I think you're there i, I feel like I myself more time.
0: as a curator of wisdom these days than an actual speaker of wisdom so but that's interesting that's interesting it's funny because i i yeah. i think i know the the metaphysical shop that you work at and i'm down there mm-hmm. all the time and i've just never i've always thought it would just be so weird if i just walked in there and just, it would be so no, awkward and so i've never stopped in but haven't. i'm i go i'm down there all the time um there's other other places i i frequent that are pr- probably closed right now but um I'm, I'm in that little complex that 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 your store is in all the time and i just i am just always like i should go in there but no nah, just tell will be awkward weird, small talk. i've always
1: wondered i've always wondered why you <laughs> haven't because there, there was that thing for a while where i'm like i knew you were always in that area and i was like how in the hell have i never <laughs> seen mark come into the store like i'm here all the time literally five days a week eight hours a day like how have i not like see you know what i mean but at the same time i figured it would be one of those things where like it when it happened or when the time was right and yeah. the stars aligned yeah. or whatever it would happen um and you know here like one thing i will say uh, my hope and going back to something that i like with the whole covid thing i really don't want this to affect places like that like that's my biggest fear Is because of the fact that like with small businesses like that, not everybody's getting a (laughs) loan. You know what I mean? And, and, and I will say that like something I'm even trying to digest and be hopeful for right now is that that place doesn't go away because I do view it as a very important part of my life and something that I wanted to continue as being a part of my life, which is, that's not, you know, life isn't going to bend to my will in that way, but you know, I, I can really hope that places like that don't yeah. go under, um, because those places are important. I mean, that place has been around for 20 plus years in that community. So in my mind, I'm like, "To use yeah, that would for be sure." Kind of and same. there
0: are also there's a little, um, they're, they're, they've been working on it forever. This Italian restaurant in the town that I'm in, and we've just been waiting for this thing to open, watching it for months as they build it, and right by yesterday, and I thought. I don't think that that place is ever going to open whoever this is finally got his financing in place and right before he got a chance to open he had to stop and the banks don't care <laughs> the banks don't care that he wasn't able to open they're going to want their money back and yeah it's just a shame it's just, it is it's kind of just it's all these little small shops that are important to community because they're local locally owned and it's it's money going back into the community instead of being taken from the community that's part of one of the conspiracies I have with this whole thing is it's just going to turn this world more corporate than it already is.
1: Yeah. Which, but at the same time, here's my hope, especially like understanding and you know, with my thing too, I'm like, I, I, I'm one of those people who's like, I don't care who out there believes in astrology or doesn't. It's whatever. It's been used for thousands right. of years. So in my mind, like that is good enough. Um, But, you know, Saturn has transitioned into Aquarius, which is Saturn is like the Lord of karma. It's the challenger, the taskmaster. It really asks you to put your money where your mouth is, you know, like it's going to make you, it's going to make you work. Um, But also I feel like with it moving into Aquarius, it, it really is about taking focus back from selfish ego driven things that have been a part of our world and really harmonizing and working being challenged albeit but working as a community and 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 asking about you know as an individual what can i bring to the world as an individual how can i help my community as an individual how can i help humanity and i really feel like because of that i'm hoping I mean, it's going to retrograde back into Capricorn until the end of the year in three months, but moves forward in, in Aquarius again next year. Um, But for me, I'm like, you know, I want this to be an opportunity where it's like, and it almost makes me a little emotional and upset when I feel like I say this, but it's like, I feel like it's time, like as a society, as individuals, as people, where it's like, yes. we need to fucking take this shit back. Like this, this is, this is about what this, I, I mean, hopefully, ideally the, the fucking fundamental building of this, of this country, even though it, it dealt with incredibly disgusting things in terms of, you know, our, our, our native populations, things that should have never been done to them. I think it's about coming back to focus as like small businesses, like individual opportunities and not this thing where we're just these like money eating monsters, (laughs) which not everybody is out there, but I, but I feel like certain corporations have been feeding off of us for a really long time. And I think it's, that's the virus. Yeah. (laughs) That's the parasite. And, like, when is that going to end? And I feel like this is a good opportunity for that to end. It's just a matter of are people going to pay attention
0: to it But at the same time, I also see, like, a lot of these big box stores that are just, like, making so much money right now during this time. And the lines to get into the stores. And they're, they're just the same. You know corporate money makers that have always been there. And so I don't know. I hope you're right. I hope you're, I hope that when, when all is said and done that we, we actually do move to a more hyper-local economy of even, even over small business.
1: Well, I think that's the next wave of things that are going to come in with this whole thing. I mean, like my, we'll call it, you know, my <laughs> hallucinatory random predictions of the future, but Personally, for me, I think that for the rest of this year, we're in for a really intense overhaul. In terms of, I think as a nation, we're going to be finding out things that make us incredibly uncomfortable. Um, I think that there's going to be certain truths about things that are going to be brought to light that are, you know, really hard to accept and deal with because I think it's going to kind of shape the way that we perceive reality or perceive the things that we used to support. Um, but I think it's good. Like I said, I think all of this is good and I do feel like moving into the future, there is potential for us. If we can stand together as individuals and as a community, we have the opportunity to actually change something. And there's plenty of people out there who would argue and say that, you know, there's no, There's no changing it. I don't believe that. I think that there is a way to change it. And I do think that it's going to start with what's happening right now. Um, Whether it, who knows, even if it is a conspiracy, like let's say somebody did totally blow this whole thing up in order to create some form of control over us as individuals. I think it's going to heavily backfire. I hope. so. Like, I think that there's, there is something right now about the time period that we're in that feels incredibly karmic in nature it feels like a due that has to be paid
0: i almost like I almost feel I, like I, people in power you do you do almost sense people in power can can sense the back the backfiring like they thought it was going to be something and now mm-hmm. there's like a lot of backpedaling and a lot of worried looks on people in power's faces at the moment
1: yeah well i mean too, it's because, like I said, I feel like it's one of those things that you can't... The truth will never stay hidden. Like, it doesn't matter how much time it actually takes to be discovered. The truth is one of those things that will always be revealed in time. It just is a matter of, like, how it presents itself and when it feels like it's appropriate to present itself, which isn't always on our timeline. Yeah. And I but I do think it's happening now. Yeah, I do I think that so. it's one of those things where we can't we can't ignore it. I hope so. We can't. This is, it really is kind of strange, John. Like with everything that's going on, you can't ignore anything anymore. <laughs> you oh, can't no, ignore no, your feelings. No.
0: It's hyper awareness.
1: You, you, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's my part of going as disastrous as this is, as crazy and unbelievable. As this is, there is something about it that feels so, I don't know. It it feels like it's the, like the match lighting the end of a cannon.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I feel like it's, it's nothing but forward trajectory from
0: here. We're just waiting for that fuse to burn down.
1: Yes. (laughs) And then for (laughs) the explosion to happen. (laughs) Um, but but yeah, it's it, it feels very purposeful, and and that's my hope. I, I'm like, that's my work. Well, I mean, if, that, if that's
0: not it, that's what we need to make it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So what are you doing? You're reading cards.
1: Yeah, I mean now. Still? Yeah, I that's pretty much like as I was working at that metaphysical store, um, I had the opportunity. They opened up a little sister store temporarily where I worked there. Um, primarily selling crystals and like helping people with that. And then I was doing readings on weekends as well. So that was a really great opportunity for me to expand that. Um, But now I find it interesting because it's like, I know that's been something that I needed to focus on for a really long time. And now it's with everything that's going on, that opportunity is presenting itself more and it's giving me more time to actually build it as a business. And I've had, support from people that I just didn't even expect like things that that just blew my mind and also made me cry simultaneously because of the like the love and the compassion that I could feel from these people helping me like somebody donated a brand new laptop to me like it it was it's it's stuff like that and she was like I believe in your business and I believe in you and it's things like that that just made me I don't know. It's part of where I question, like there, there's just a bigger thing happening right now, I think with everything. And that's one of the reasons why, like, I, I just feel like everything's being shifted. So yeah, it's, it's become more of my focus now as an individual. And, and there's sure. no
0: time like the present to launch, you know, like to right. like ch- make, do something new.
1: Right. Right. And I mean, like I've casually been working on it for what, like since I moved here. So three and a half, four years ago. Um, but I feel like over the last year, I tried to actually implement more of, instead of word of mouth or like, come visit me at your, you know, local, whatever, <laughs> like very yeah. loose, I'm actually trying to focus on it more. So it's, it's been good. It's been very, it's, it's been nice. I like it. I like focusing on
0: it. Cool. Cool. i just getting your mind off, uh, the situation and, uh, it's hard well, to and it's-
1: being able to help others.
0: And, and, and it's hard to launch that stuff when you're working. It's a lot of energy that uh, oh, yeah. that it, it requires. Well, that's cool. Well, we're going to have to, uh, when this thing's done, we're going to have to uh, get lunch, that little uh, organic. What's that place called down there? I can't remember. But the oh, Lotus? Restaurant, the, 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 the,
1: yeah, you talking.
0: I'm uh, next to the To the Stars shop. Uh,
1: oh, good on you.
0: Good on you. We got to catch up mm-hmm. and get on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to catch up and get on you. Absolutely.
0: I'm down there all the time. <laughs> That's not where I was. All right. This has been, um, oh, man, we can't let four more years go by.
1: I know, right? We'll have to do this again soon.
0: Yes, okay, for sure. Okay, okay.
1: When my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through. When my rambling days are over, and my gambling days are through, if you tell me that you love me, I'll be coming back to you.